0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of From the Mind of Bo. Great Saturday afternoon to you before Atlanta weather we're having. have my special guest on, Dr. Nikki, joining us again. Nikki, how are you this Saturday?
1: I am doing fantastic, Bo. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's actually a great day outside. It's perfect weather. Uh, just came out from outside. Great day to be in the city of Atlanta. So I figured, hey, you know, let's take some time to have some talk about an interesting topic. Um, So um, there's kind of a cultural, you know, thing that's happening a lot now that seems to be catching on more, whether it be, you know, a popular thing to do or just something kind of out of the box, out of the ordinary um, there's actually even a TV show that's dedicated to it. And, you know, I asked Nikki to join me because I felt, you know, this would be an interesting topic for us to kind of look at from both sides of the spectrum. Um, if you, a lot of people don't know, there's a show out called Merit at First Sight. Um, if you are familiar with it, um, you know what the show is about. If you're not familiar with it, the title of the show is exactly what it sounds like. So, these people who are kind of tired of dating, they haven't really had much luck with, you know, relationships and finding that person that they ultimately want to be with and marry and commit to. They decide to sign up for this experimental program where these relationship experts pretty much pair individuals together to be married at first sight. Um it, It's very, you know, you have to be very open-minded apparently to do this because you think about the premise of the project is you don't know anything about this person before you meet them. You don't know their name. You don't know what they look like. You don't know what they do for a living. You don't know, you know, what their background is. You pretty much meet them at the altar when you're getting married. So I started watching this show. um, It's actually into the eighth season now, and I didn't ever watch it from the beginning because I thought it was probably something stupid and crazy to do. But I kind of started binge watching it one day, and it's hilarious. Um, just the guts you have to do to do something like that. I respect anybody that tries that. I, I It just amazes me that somebody could be that comfortable with doing something like that. And, and I wanted, you know, Nikki and I to talk about this. Um, Nikki, you know, a little bit about your, you know, personal experience with, you know, marriage and, you know, would you even ever entertain something like this if you were at that point? You know, where where have you been with the married life thing, and, and would you ever be open to something like that?
1: Well, I can say that I actually have been married before uh, for seven years, and um, so I've gone through the t- traditional marriage route where you meet someone, you date them for. X number of, you know, years or months or whatever that might be. For me, it was um, a couple of years and then marry. And so that's the approach that I'm familiar with um, as it has been sort of a tradition um, within my family culture, um, even among my own parents to court at that time. That's what they call it, courting um, for a period of time and then, um, you know, pursue marriage. Now in today's age, obviously with the marriage or married at first sight, um, I personally don't see myself being able to do something like that. Um, I think it has to be probably certain types of people who would be open to it. Um, more than likely these are your, Uh, individuals who are, who tend to be uh, big risk takers or, you know, they like the taking chances uh, and, and, you know, like that. And sometimes I guess for some it works out, some of them it does not, but there's something to be said about the institution of marriage. Um, I mean, there's a reason why there's a, it's a process and not just something that you check off or you just haphazardly or impulsively get into. Um, I think feelings, you know, fluctuate. And so in my opinion, it really, it, to me, for me to be married, even to marry again, is I need to get to know someone. I really need to know them more than just a couple hours or before I show up at the altar in a white dress so that would be my take.
0: Okay. And I and I just out of curiosity, I had reached out to um a few close friends of mine, both male and female, um to ask them, you know, some were married, some aren't, to ask, you know, would you, you know, ever consider getting married at first sight? Um on the female side of it, it was probably about a 98% no. Um, just because, and they kind of echoed the exact same um, concerns you had about, you know, I would want to get to know the person, and it's just it's it's, it's scary to marry somebody that I, I just met. Literally, when I said I do, um, from the males I polled, it was an overwhelming no. Um, and and I kind of I, I was kind of, and I know my guy friends, and I was like, if any one of them says yes, they're probably pulling my leg. But I kind of figured all of them might say no. The female poll of it, I was like, I think most of them will say no, but I'm not going to be surprised if somebody says yes. And I think the, the consensus of the, the, the people that said yes were, and it, it was understandable. It was, you know, they're, they're getting older, they want to have a family and, you know, have a, a relationship with a husband. And, you know, when you've dated so long, it has, you know, some not so successful experiences. I guess it may open up your mind to something that seems a little out of sorts or a little out of the ordinary, but I guess that's what makes the world go round and round. I think it's, I think it's a courageous thing if somebody could actually consider that because my personal look at it, there is no way in the hell I could probably do that because anybody who knows me knows I am a very analytical process driven thinker, which means I need to spend time around a person. I need to kind of see how you operate, you know, your mood swings, the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. And I don't get any of that if I'm going to be matched up with a matchmaker with a perfect stranger. Now, they're, supposedly the premise is they are taking your personality, matching it with someone with like values and personalities, be it spiritual, You know, how your financial, how your financial, financially set up as far as do you, you know, are you, you know, a frugal person? Are you a person that, you know, is kind of wild and crazy when it comes to how your lifestyle is? They try to match you up either with someone that you have a lot of likeness to or someone that kind of balances out the areas that you probably don't do as well in. So just like a normal relationship probably builds from, you tend to gravitate toward people that are either have similar characteristics or they kind of balance you out where you're not necessarily as stable. So the premise is fine, but it allows me or it doesn't allow me to sit there and even know anything about this person. And and the, the real thing from a guy standpoint, I'm just speaking for me, not all guys, I got to know what the hell you look like. I mean, like I've seen this show and sometimes if, if like they match me up with the female that they pick for the dude, I'm like, okay, I could do that. But then other times, I'm like, wait a minute. Did you not hear what I said when, I, when you asked me about physical likes? That ain't it right there. And they'll tell you, this is not a fast food restaurant. You know, you don't just drive up to the little window and put your order in and, and we just kind of give you what you want. It's not that it's not built like that. They will try to hit a lot of the, the things you ask for. But, of course, you're not going to have a perfect person But then it comes to the question, Nikki, of if you did that, what are the deal breakers? Like, I've seen people on there where the the guy said he didn't want to have kids right away. But the person they matched him with, she wanted to have kids right away. Or vice versa. It was either he wanted kids faster and she didn't want them as fast, whatever the case may be. But that was something that because he was so adamant about, the experts called him and said, hey, you know, we found we think we found a match for you. The thing is, she's a couple years older than you, and she does want to have kids right away because she's a little bit older. Is that a deal breaker? He was like, I "Trust you guys. Let's let's move forward." That's a huge. All the other stuff you're doing, but like, how would you feel about that? If it was like something where you had kind of red flag things that you would really wouldn't bend on, but they might have somebody that has all these great qualities for you but this one thing that you really did or didn't want that person's total opposite of like is that going to be something if you were entertained, that could
1: you actually move forward actually given my experiences i would say no because you really have to know what those deal breakers are you know what are those top you know top three or four things that you will not compromise. And that's really what it comes down to is, do I compromise, you know, my own needs and desires and what I feel is compatible for me and what I want for my life within, within a partner or, you know, or do I say, no, I I'm not compromising. And this is what I know is, is, um, is a compliment to me as a, um, in in a partnership. So I, I just choose to wait and waiting is okay. I think what happens often is that people are in that period or stage of life where they've been single for a long time, or, you know, they, they're just feeling miserable and they want to fill their lives up with someone. And so you get to a stage where, you know, there could be some desperation um, and, you know, and then that accelerates, you know, decisions. And sometimes when those decisions are accelerated, quote unquote impulsive, you know, we end up making, you know, not so great choices. And I, I know that from experience, you know, thinking that, okay, well, I've gotten all of my college degrees. I'm X number of years old. I really need to hurry up and get married and have kids because my time is running out. The biological clock is ticking. I've got to do this quickly and I've got to find a suitable partner and I've got to find them quick. And so sometimes you let little things slide that you shouldn't. And then those red flags become, you know, even bigger red flags and and they don't, necessarily change Um, once you've decided to settle down and marry a person you know what you see is what you get and you can't go into it thinking that oh that's just something minor it'll I can change that because that's not that's not going to happen that's not reasonable that person has to want to make those changes for him or herself Um, but you cannot put yourself in a position to to make changes for someone other, you know, other than yourself, and so you have to then say, okay, well, am I going to accept this this person as they are, or am I not going to accept this person because, you know, there are some core, you know, um, deal breakers that I'm just not going to, I'm not going to to change.
0: And see that that goes to the whole, the whole thing of why I married at first sight would. With- would make me absolutely like probably just crazy scared. The unknown. So when you're when you date mm-hmm. someone, you you're supposed to be using that time to get to know them, kinda know their personality, know their likes and dislikes to learn about the things about them that might be different than you. And, and like you said, can you live with those things or are they deal breakers? Because like I said, you're never gonna really find a perfect person, but you know, there are some people that you might, you know, come across that, oh, well, you know, I never would think or never would have thought I would date somebody who is into this or somebody who is this type of personality, but we actually have a really good relationship. You get to at least learn and vet out the person when you're dating. With this show's experiment, you don't even have it. It's like you're dating and married at the same time. So you're, the, the portion of getting to know them, you're actually married right now. You're legally married. So it's like, there's not a lot of, you know, and they only give you about six weeks to do the experiment and then you have to decide do you want to stay married or get a divorce so you're talking about roughly a month and a half of marriage to a total stranger that you have to learn get to know cohabitate with and then in six weeks decide if you're going to stay married or get divorced that is a lot of stuff packed into a a month and a half and I, I don't know how I mean I've heard from plenty people, and, and, you know, I've talked to you about this before, just because I've never been married, um, but I I know a lot of people who have been married or are married, and I always just kind of pick their brains to kind of mentally prepare myself for what is married life like? Like, it seems like it's a lot of work, which, of course, it justifiably should be, but it looks different from the outside. Like, I can't only imagine what a, a marriage takes to make it run and operate. And you're talking about oh well, make a marriage work with somebody you don't even know. Like, can you imagine the stress of of having a a marriage work, but also the stress on top of that of you're trying to marry and work something out with somebody you don't even know.
1: Right. It, it, I mean, you're literally in that, and you know, in that situation, you're you're with a stranger. I mean, it's like you know, taking uh, taking a walk down the street. And just finding somebody and saying hello and saying, hey, let's let's go to the justice of the peace or let's go to the altar. It just, you know, it's it's bizarre to me. However, I I am not judging anyone for the choices that they make. It just would not be a choice for me. Marriage does take work. And that's why it's so important to get to know individuals. And, you know, you hear these horror stories about, you know, people who have been in Uh, either very abusive relationships or relationships with someone who they thought, oh my gosh, I don't even know who this person is. They're not, you know, they're not who I met, you know, when I met them X number of years ago, you know, but then to, to transform that into someone that, you know, that you don't even know, or to think about that is to me, it's, it's very scary. So I agree with you that it's, you know, um, you really have to get to know someone, and then there's always that question, like, well, okay, well, what about people who spend 20 years with a person and they find out some horrifying secret or something terrible or something crazy about the person that they didn't know about, you know? And that and that does happen. I mean, you know, it it could could happen, I should say, and it has happened to to several individuals and. I mean, you can only do the best that you can possibly do to get to know people. I mean, obviously, background checks and, you know, looking at their, uh, you know, talking to people that they know, you know, seeing, you know, who they work with or, you know, talking to their family, getting to know all those different aspects of a person is is important. Um, And so while you're not going to necessarily catch everything, um, but you, you can, I'm pretty sure you can get a good idea as to what type of person in terms of character that you might be dealing with. And, and most importantly, you know, pay attention and don't ignore the, the warning signs. Don't ignore the red flags. And those are, those are important. Those red flags, uh, they pop up every once in a while. But if you see that it's continuously popping up, um, then there's there's some need you know for concern with that, and so you, you at that point you, you know definitely want to take a closer look at whatever those things are because it could definitely make or break a marriage or a relationship.
0: And to your point of the background check thing, so this show this show is hilarious because that the that, the season that just started last week, there's a season before that season seven which I watched. And perfect example of the background check. So the show does a very thorough, you know, process of screening people they're considering. They do background checks, they do medical record checks, so they're, they're trying to make sure there are not any real, like, backbreaking secrets that this person is not telling the person they're going to ultimately end up with if they do get matched. So one instance with. Um, the black couple that was on there, the they got married two days after the, the marriage. They're going to the airport to fly to go on their honeymoon in Jamaica. The police stop them in the airport and arrest the female, the bride. The husband, of course, again, this is a stranger he just met two days ago, doesn't really know anything about her like that. And the police take her into custody and they don't tell him anything about why or what's going on. or They don't give any answers. And they just... You know, he basically is kind of standing there looking like, well, what do I do? So he ends up going back to the hotel, no clue what's happened to his new wife. And the producer comes the next day and kind of asks, you well, know, how are you doing? You know, I'm sorry this is happening. So he said, so I did finally to get some information from the police. And he gave him an envelope, which basically had some documents in it of what the the issue was with the young lady. So he opens it up, reads it. And you know the producers. Are, I'll let you read that and kind of you know process you know what you're going to read there. So in hindsight, what the charges were, what the reason for her being taken in custody was, she had charges filed against her for fraudulent credit card use and also um, I I don't know if they called it stalking, but she was. It was something like stalking that she had charges filed against her for with, with some guy she uh, had dated recently that he had filed these charges for. So that's what she was taken to custody for because he filed police charges. So the next day, she's released from police custody. She comes to the hotel where he is. He comes in, hugs him. You know, He's trying to be supportive. And, you know, they're starting to talk through. He said, you know, I just didn't know what happened. I'm glad you're back. And he actually gives her the paperwork to read to see exactly what he just read about the situation. And she begins to say, Oh, well, this isn't true. This is mistaken identity. No, yeah, none. Of, and so he said, So none of this stuff is true. She said, No, it's all false. That, that stuff is not true. Um, that didn't happen. So he's, and the guy is really, I commend him for being as, tried to be as strong as he could about the situation because he said, Okay, if, if you say it's not true, I take your word for it, my wife, we're going to move forward. They cut to the next scene. He says, well, she came clean last night and said that she wasn't honest with me. The charges were accurate. So the producer in this whole time is talking to him says, you know, hey, when we ran our background check on her, we didn't have anything come back. Well, the problem is they run the background check in the early stages of screening contestants so she had just done this in the last week or so before she got married. So her background had already run and come clean, but she had police charges filed with her for something she did since the background had been processed. So you're marrying somebody who, and and of course it's TV and who knows what happened after the fact, but just imagine if that was really the case. You got somebody, and, and you wouldn't even notice if you're dating somebody unless it comes up, but just think about how mysterious this could be for dating a stranger like Just a week ago, you were stalking your ex and you up here, you know, fraudulently, you know, charging stuff to his credit card. Like, who the hell did I just marry? Can you imagine? And then on top of that, the girl still had a Tinder account posted and his friend who broke with his girlfriend was on Tinder and saw his new wife on a Tinder account. Like, a week into the wedding. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, okay, so she's lied about police charges. And now she has a Tinder account and she can't explain why her account is still active. She said, Oh, well, it shouldn't be active. Well, it is. And you knew you were getting married about two weeks ago. So you had adequate time to take this down. So now I caught you really in two lies and I'm married to a stranger.
1: Right.
0: So, right. so it's like, <clears throat> so to, to that end, I'm like, would you really like, and, I, and I'm saying, I, and a friend of mine who I had asked about this, we had this back and forth and she was saying, well, that same thing could happen. If I'm dating a guy, I, I might not know that stuff, you know, up front, you know, it, it could, it could bypass me. I won't know if he has any criminal charges like that just because we're dating. I said, you're absolutely right. I said, the complexity with this is at least, you know, the person before you're actually getting married, you know, kind of their temperament, you know, If you hear, like, oh, well, your current boyfriend, now fiance, murdered somebody, if you know that person has a bad temper, you probably are not going to be totally closed-minded to that could have happened. If you know this person, there's no way they could have done anything wrong to break the law because you've been around them. But when Mm you are marrying a stranger, I don't, I just met you two days ago. I don't know what the hell you're capable of
1: doing. Right. So, it
0: lends itself to say, if you if you really, really, really are bought into this, <clears throat> you have to really open yourself up to be vulnerable in a whole lot of ways that you don't even know about. Right. Because you got a spouse that potentially is going to jail if some of this stuff is actually accurate or true. What, in another case, that same season or the season that they just did a while back, the female was a very she she was she was a spendy type person. She she spent money, not like that's a bad thing, but unfortunately the guy was kind of more frugal. He didn't really he he, he put a lot of money into his savings to save for retirement or when he got married or buying a new house stuff like that. So they were sitting down, and this is one of the funniest things when they do when they go over the financial structure, which everybody knows finances and infidelity are usually the two things that break unfortunately not always but those are two of the biggest things that tear a marriage apart finances and infidelity so they're sitting there going over each other's kind of financial like status like okay well you know and it, was, and it was a really awkward conversation this was like the weirdest thing to watch so she was trying to ask him oh well like what how much do you make a year and, and they're not trying to give hard numbers so he says, and they're writing numbers. that, are like, oh, I'm, I'm somewhere right around here. And she says, okay, yeah. So then she writes the number down. She said, yeah, I'm right around this number. So he says, oh, okay, cool. So they get that little awkwardness out the way. Now they're talking about the financial status that they're in currently. And the young lady, she traveled a lot. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, people like to travel and enjoy yourself. I mean, if you don't have anything keeping you from it, enjoy the world. The problem is she racked up like over $10,000 in credit card debt charging her travel on her credit card.
1: Mm. So
0: she was saying to him, well, for us to be in a better financial standpoint, I think we should pay off my credit card. And dude was like, whoa. And, and they whoa. cut to like the little confessional thing. And my man was like, I didn't save to pay off $10,000 in credit card debt. This is stupid. I was like, see, here we go. And and that's the stuff I'm like, you you just married somebody you don't know how they are with money, what they what they if you can trust them with the finances. Now they're hitting you with, well, for us to be better, I think you should pay my ten thousand dollar credit card off, which I did not run up on you because I don't even know who you were before I had this credit card or before I met you. None of this money is spent on you. But can you help me pay it off? Are you out your goddamn mind? <laughs> Nikki, like seriously. If 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 Am I wrong for thinking you must be crazy if you think I'm about to take my money and pay off your credit card debt and we just got married and I don't even know you like that. But again, I'm that I'm your husband. So how does that work, Nikki? Like what am I supposed to do with that?
1: You know, those are things and you're right. Uh finances and infidelity are two two major uh reasons why why people get to get divorced. And so I, can, I, I can attest to that. Um, but uh, I think that when you're talking about finances, you definitely have to be very, very open. And um, you know, like for me um, I, I never wanted my new spouse to take on any responsibility for any of the debt that I bring into the marriage. Like I, uh, you know, I I continued to keep that debt, and if he wanted to contribute and help me with it, then that's fine. But it was never a requirement. Uh, it was never that's something that, that's I, that I that's I required right from any. And I know that's not the norm for maybe a lot of women, and but that's just me. I, I just to me, it's like, well, I'm going to be responsible, and so if I accumulated this debt before I got into this marriage, then it's still mine, you know? So I can't, I can't require this person to do that for me. It's nice. But you know what, yes, but... I, I, I respect that. But if you had a
0: conventional marriage setting, I don't think the man is bothered by that. But when you talk about, I married a stranger and you want me to drop 10 grand on a credit card that you didn't buy me nothing with, I'm trying to process how you expect Me to do that, like I just met you a week ago, and I you want me to drop 10 grand out of my savings now. If this is my I dated you girlfriend, we got engaged fiance, and now we married wife, I'm totally in your corner of no, babe, let's let's figure out a plan to get your credit card paid off because you you now share everything when you go into that marriage. I know enough about marriage to know when you go into a marriage, you're partners, which means. Yes, some stuff you incurred before I met you, but guess what? We're now a partnership, so what affects you, even if it was pre-me, it kind of affects me going forward, so I need to help you get it fixed or get it taken care of because I want us to be okay. I don't want you to feel like you're on an island, oh, well, because I had this debt or I had this responsibility beforehand, it's all mine to take care of. I don't want you to do it and and again that's a that's a stand up commendable thing if a woman does what you're saying do but I think most men would if if you're really in love with that person that's really you know where you want to be and you want to be married. I don't think you have a problem helping your partner. The problem mm-hmm. is if it's just outright irresponsibility that's a that's a bit different like if you had a credit card debt because you had medical bills or you had to, you, you know, you maybe hit a part where you lost your job and you had to pay bills. through a, That's different. But you're trying to tell me your ass was in Bermuda and Antigua and all this bullshit and you raised $10,000 <laughs> in debt and you want me to pay that off? And I right. just met you? No, not if I just met you. So I, I ain't even hit it yet. I mean, I ain't even hit it yet. I mean, they had not even had sex yet and you talking about dropping 10 grand. I'm like, this sounds like a decent proposal, honestly. Like, what the hell? I ain't right. had the booty yet. So how much are you 10 grand and I ain't
1: even had the booty yet? Well, and I think, you know, based on, it sounds like her character might be in question too. So, you know, it, it it's, you know, it, it's women will try, you know, I, I think we, when we talked in our, our last episode, we talked about attractiveness. I mean, that that happens for some women. And this and is she was attractive, by the way. She was attractive. Right. So, so she was setting them up for the okey doke. Right. So that, you know, that does happen. And, and it happens for a lot of women. And it's it's actually kind of pretty normal for, for quite a few women and and even men to, to to fall into that type of arrangement with a woman. And this is like not even with marriage a lot of times. So I'm sure this woman just assumed that wow. Not only am I attractive, but now you put a ring on it, so i know i'm about, I'm about to get this credit card paid like she probably said it and didn't think anything of it because she's probably used to getting you know her bills and and getting other luxuries like we talked about before taken care of and that's just that's just it <laughs> unfortunately that's, that's just it that I have been
0: part of that before I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say, I, again, I was in my younger days, but I, I have had that happen one time where I kind of, you know, played the, um, and it wasn't even like I couldn't do it for myself. It was like around, this was, oh my God, I had to be in my super early 20s. I don't know how old it was, but it was a female and I wasn't even like dating, dating her, but we were like getting to know each other and it was right around Christmas time and she, she was like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And it was kind of you know how you in that stage of getting to know somebody it's not quite like you don't you think it's too early to start like doing stuff like gift giving because you don't really know where it's going so I I really never expected this conversation to come up but it did come up and I just I didn't know like how to respond to so when she asked me that I'm like well I haven't known her like a really long time and but she's like what what do you want just tell me and I was like well. I can't and I honestly couldn't think of anything right away. And then it, it dawned on me, you know, I'm a drummer and, you know, I like buying new equipment. So just as a throwout, I said, well, I have been had my own these these are uh, hi-hat cymbals that I wanted for a while. And and, and I'm thinking there's no way in hell when I tell her what these things cost. She would do that. And she was like, well, like, how much are they? And I was like, OK, this is going to be the end of the conversation right here. I said, um, well, they're kind of expensive because it's like the best brand out there. And I said, they're about $225. She said, okay, cool, I'll give you the money. And I was like, now, granted, granted this is, I, I'm just getting to know her. Like, we're not exclusive. I've never slept with this girl. Nothing like that. It was, But it was like, she said that, and I was thinking, yeah, right. And do you know she gave me the money? I went and bought them symbols. And I was like, was that wrong? Because she did ask me, and I didn't want to. I mean, I did, I could have lied, but I was just thinking it was a joke. And we were going when I when I told her it was going to shut down. But she did it. So <sighs> I, I flashed to this girl talking about, well, yeah, I just met you and we're married now. But can you give me like ten grand to pay my credit card off? Like, am I wrong? I only that's mine was only two twenty five, but like you talk about ten grand, that ain't nothing to spit at.
1: Yeah, I, I really think, like I said, I mean, the difference is is that your friend uh, your female friend at the time the girl that you were dating the lady that you were dating uh, she agreed like she was okay with that that was totally fine with her end of story she wasn't in shock you told her up front like you know kind of i know in a joking manner but you told her what you wanted she heard the price cool she was cool with it in the other instance i mean the, the guy is probably he's being blindsided it, it you know he's <laughs> I mean, honestly, he, he's being blindsided. And so he has no idea about this woman's debt. He has no idea about, you know, that, the, the, you know, that she's going to ask him to, to take care of it. And now he's probably in a position where he's like, okay, I am her spouse. And if I say no, you know, that's going to, to an already very new marriage with somebody I don't know that well. But he's probably thinking, well, dang, she's fine you know, I don't want that to compromise any other aspect of our marriage. You know, so he's probably got a lot going on and trying to think through, well, how do I even deal with this? Like, I he didn't see that coming. He didn't see it coming. So it's different when you have those discussions up front and you say, okay, here's my debt. Here's what I have. And here's how I'm, you know, here's how I'm paying it off right now or I haven't really paid it off, you know that can be a conversation and see in that way, when you have a conversation about it, then it's both parties at the table coming up with a plan to address it. Not just him being blindsided, by I want you to take care. You know, that's not, that's not right. It's not right. And so I, you know, I feel the same way in that, okay, I'm not just going to blindside somebody with something and say, here, you take care of it. And that, that happens often with, like I said, when you have, um, when men or women date the opposite sex and they 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 have money or they have means and the other person knows about it, they kind of you know they 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 play on that, and so people unfortunately are you know um and some people I wouldn't say all but they're they're kind of designed to get what they can get you know they they do and so you know you have to watch those type, and if they're not trying to be open and honest about you know things as important as finances and you got to you got to really kind of think about okay is this person on the up and up you know are they going to try to scam me or do something crazy like forge a credit card application or you know force my signature on an application like that you know you just got to you got to be weary um got to oh, be wary
0: it it didn't stop there nigga that's not, that's the tip of the iceberg so they decide or they i don't know they never really had a disagreement. Like, they never really had a, a, one side opposing the other situation. That was, like, the running joke of the cast that season. Like, those two never have a disagreement. They always agree on everything. So, apparently, they moved it to his house, which was a decent, nice house. I don't know how it came up, but she said, you know, I think we should, you know, look at a new house. And they kind of sat down and went over, you know, price and what they were both comfortable with as far as, you know, mortgage. And they wanted to figure out locations. And would do you know? The one house they go to that she absolutely loves. What do you think happened? It was outside of their price range. And this fool is sitting there letting himself get talked into selling his house and then buying a house that was already out of the price range they had already kind of discussed as okay, here's our ceiling of where we could go with if cost. Oh, and plus, and on top of that, she got pregnant within six months, so they have a baby on the way. So now she has even more of an argument of buying this new expensive ass house that they can't afford. Mind you, he's taking direction from the person that ran up the ten thousand dollars of credit card there for some damn trips. That's who you want to tell you need to buy a new house, man. Get the fuck out of here. Really? <laughs> This is who you go. This is who you go. Oh, to mercy! Buy for buy a new house.
1: Mercy, that's Sticky. that's
0: I'm this, this. was really happening. I was like, this fool is so blinded by booty. I don't know if he's booty blinded or what. This fool sitting here, you are going to buy a house outside your price range. She is now pregnant with your child on the way, and you're trying to sit here and justify it to your family, who says, "Oh, you guys are going to move." And they're sitting around the dinner table having dinner and talking about it and his whole family was looking like stupid, like, So do you think you're actually gonna be able to sell this house and, and get out from under it? And he says, Yeah, I hope so. And his dad is looking at him like he's stupid, his mom looking at him stupid. I'm like, Yeah, your parents are telling you a telltale sign right now of this chick is really taking you in the wrong direction financially already, and y'all ain't even been married six months yet.
1: Right.
0: So how is this gonna look in a year or two?
1: yeah that's scary yeah but it, it's my it's biggest scary
0: with that married at first sight is i'm i'm just i'm petty i'm just i'm just i'm a guy and <laughs> i got to know what you look like like damn i can't i can't even imagine you rolled the dice on me of we go set you up with you know hold the hell on what' she look like now, granted, I can do all that love and cherish and affection until the day we die, that bullshit you talk about. What do this chick look like, goddammit? I got to wake up next to this motherfucker every day. <laughs> don't be coming <laughs> with that bullshit now. And I won't be sitting up experts, looking at Dr. Such and Such and Dr. You, don't be fucking around with the looks now. If, if she don't look, like, good, don't be pulling that shit out, talking about who oh, we matched her because No, 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 no. There's a fine girl out there that will match with me. Don't be giving me no suspect looking chick oh but she got all the values and qualities no you can find a one with the same values and qualities
1: right but they don't look at the looks now you know they, they don't they say that they say and that i'm telling you don't be playing with that bullshit with me when you set me
0: up on this shit if i ever did it you cannot be you can't half step with the looks i mean Bo. call me shallow hell but i'd be damned if you're to have some I don't I don't know, but I, I would I would shudder the fear of what the hell this motherfucker might look like walking down the aisle and I I ain't never met him before.
1: I'd be about
0: to piss in my pants thinking
1: about this drunk. But listen, you're not gonna do it. You would not do that. You've already you've already pretty much made a case for why you wouldn't. Because you know without a shadow of a doubt, and trust me, every contestant that goes on this or every volunteer participant, they know up front you will not see your spouse. Period. They know that. They know that they are not going to know anything about them. They're not going to see their physical, whether they're tall, skinny, fat, you know, whatever. They're not going to know any of that. But I did kind of entertain it, though. I kind of entertained the thought of if
0: I was just at the point of this dating shit is just exhausting. I'm not doing very well with it. Maybe I do need some professional help. But I cannot give you all this freedom of, okay. tell us what you like. Tell us what their religious, you know, situation need to be. You know, tell us, you know, personality. I can give you all that shit, but we need to focus. Look here, bro. All that's great and dandy. But when you when you looking at physical, okay, let me, let me give you a picture in your mind and don't fuck off my picture. If I tell you this description, you need to stay very close to that. Don't be going all off the damn map because, oh, she's just ideal for him. Wait a minute. What's she look like, player? All that idea stuff is fine, <laughs> but do this motherfucker look good? Because, well, um... I, I'm telling you, we I'm gonna be at the altar, like, I will be talking, you know how they have the little, when they show the shows where they had a little sub uh, title, I mean, a uh, caption where you could actually see them talking low, and they be talking shit. I would be sitting there like, this motherfucker, oh, they done to fuck me over. This who y'all marrying me to? Oh, my God. But I, like I said, I have seen them come up with some fine women for some of these dudes. I'm like, okay, I, I, okay, I can, I can do that. I can do that. But see, my fear is I'm going to be that one outcast dude that don't get the good one. And y'all got, you know, damn near somebody who like they used to damn sail ships and shit in the Navy coming down the goddamn thing. I'm like, who
1: the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> Did you work down in the damn, like the dungeon part of the ship or some shit? What the fuck have you been doing? I'm like, oh my God. But, you know, it. you would hope that this stuff is like I need y'all to understand. And they'll ask you, are looks important? Is this important? You know, what's, I mean, sexually, do you want them to be kind of wild or reserved? They ask you all kind of crazy shit when they, like, screen people. So I'm going to mm-hmm. be really honest. I'm like, look, she ain't got to be, like, super crazy freaky, but she can't be, like, the librarian, who away, you know, not, I mean, she got to have a little wildness in her. I don't want no, you know, swings in my room and all that kind of food, but she got to at least be a little interesting in the bedroom. But, you know... When we get to looks, don't be trying to deviate, bro. Don't be trying to put your own little interpretation of what I said. What the hell did I say? Go back and watch my little video journal of what we talked about, and you put that together. Because I've seen some of the girls that's on the show that don't get picked. I'm like, okay, maybe personality-wise she wasn't somebody's fit, but if it was looks, she could she could get in there. And then sometimes they do pick one, some that look good. I'm like, okay, they did a good job with this dude, but they end up hating each other. Their they personality is so different. They can't coexist. I'm like, well, you can't date or be married to everybody. I'm just saying, don't be compromising my looks for no, no other stuff because that is going to weigh heavily. I seen one chick, Nick, she was at the reception and she was telling her bridesmaid, her friends, Oh my God, he's not like any guy I've ever dated. Like he was, he was, he was a Caucasian guy, but he had like red features. So he had red hair, red mustache, red beard, and she's used to dating guys with dark features, like darker hair, you know, dark, dark, um, facial hair. So she was just so distracted at the reception, she just never really like when they were taking pictures and they were like, and the guy was like, okay, give her a kiss. She was like turning the head on him and not kiss, let him kiss. It was the funniest shit in the world. This is the reception. They ain't even got the marriage going good. And this heifer don't like him. And the whole marriage, she never really gave it a shot because she was so turned off that he physically was not what she wanted. And I'm thinking, damn, would that be me if I was on the show if I wasn't attracted to the person? Because their they marriage was dead at the reception. I knew at the reception, like, they ain't going to stay married. I guarantee you they ass is breaking up. And sure enough, they did. If 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 you were in that situation, and you have an idea of dude that you you know you want some eye candy, you want your husband to be eye candy for you, and they send down Flavor Flav, what you gonna do?
1: <laughs>
0: they send out Flavor Flav or Jerome from Martin I mean, what, what you gonna do? I mean, how you gonna handle that Nick? I mean, you you're very you professional. You're you know you handle stuff very adequately. You don't really. Show that outward disgust sometimes, but how you know if you get married and they send out some dude that looked like the total opposite of what your physical stature would be? What would you do?
1: Wow, that that would be tough. <laughs> that would be tough. Did you say wow? <laughs> I said wow. I did, and the only reason I say that is because I I try to not um, show my uh, <laughs> disinterest or. Not really disgust, but just a lack, no, of, not disgust. lack of desire for a person who physically uh, does not meet my standards. And so I actually would be very, um, I would be very cordial, but I would have to be honest with the producers and, and with the folks on the show and just say, well, hey, I...
0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Sorry about that was a little technical difficulty there, but we're back talking about the merit at first sight shenanigans. Nikki, you were talking about if you were in that situation where you're standing there and the, the the groom is coming out and it was somebody that was not, you know, physically what you normally would prefer or like that, you know, you would try to maintain a sense of, you know, calm and look like it's not a big deal, but how would you be able to play that off? Like how mentally, what are you doing to kind of regulate that?
1: Well, I can tell you without a doubt that I probably would already just go ahead and dismiss myself from the show because (laughs) I know one of the requirements is that you have to accept like whoever they bring to you as your new spouse. And I would not move forward with the marriage. Now, I'm not a shallow person person by any means, however i do um uh, I do think that you have to be attracted to a person just to start I mean that should be a basic you know sort of um, requirement and if if you don't have any hint of attractiveness and I'm talking about just as soon as you see them you know it, there needs to be an instant connection um and if you don't have that it's just it won't work and and you can't pretend you can't explain it away. You can't like say, Oh, well, he's just so nice. Or, you know, I just can't, I mean, I've, I envy women uh, who can do that. They <laughs> they marry a man or they get with a man because he's got money and he's ugly as hell. I just can't do it. Ah, I, even ah, if he got money, I just can't like, cause I'm thinking I've got to sleep with this person every day. I've got this person's going to want to be intimate and, all the other stuff I can handle, like we both go to work, we both have our chores and responsibilities, but when it comes to the closeness and intimacy and I'm already, you know, I, I, I tend to be more uh, willing to engage in those kinds of activities if I'm attracted to you versus if I'm not. More than likely i will be sitting on the other side of the room, I'm just being honest. So I, to, to answer your question, I would just tell the producers, thank you for the experience. Thank you for choosing me to participate. However, I am going to go ahead and, you know, um, go ahead and leave the show because I know one of the, the requirements is that you, you marry the person that comes out, you know, and I just can't do it. So that's it.
0: you better than me. I shit. I'm shallow. I ain't gonna lie. Cause Keeping it real. <laughs> I, I'm shallow. Shit, I ain't even gonna, I'm not even gonna run from that bullet. I'm shallow. I, I... I agree with everything you said. And I see, that's why I'm saying you said you're not shallow, but you would just be like, Look, I, I understand this is kind of what I accept or what I, you know, accepted with taking on participation in this, but I can't do it. I would throw a damn pure fit. I'm like, what the fuck? Did y'all not watch none of my video <laughs> shit? I told you what I wanted. What the fuck? <laughs> if I asked you for a goddamn Maserati, don't bring me no goddamn motherfucking um Nineteen seventy four Dodge Dark? What the fuck is this? But I am shallow like that. I mean, I try not to be I mean, I was probably worse when I was older, but it's still in me of if that physical attraction ain't like you said, if it ain't like instant, it's I kinda already know it's it's kind of like, well, damn, you talking about marriage. It's one thing dating somebody you might not be completely physically attracted to because it might be other things that attract you to them. But if I'm marrying somebody, trust and believe there's a physical attraction that's gonna have to be there. Because just like you said, you want you're gonna be intimate with this person, you gotta wake up to them every day. You can't put that air on so long. You gonna lose your damn mind playing that fake shit. And I'm like, yo, I can't keep playing this game myself. Oh well, they're they're not my ideal physical Man, get the fuck out of here! Just, I just can't play that my, mind game because I know how I am, and that is going to always stick out of my
1: mind. Yeah, it's it is, and not only stick out in your mind, but every time you look over at that person, you're going to be just like, this is going to make you frustrated and angry for no reason. And then here's the here's the kicker. So if you move forward with this so-called marriage, you out walking around and you looking at all these attractive people and you're like, damn,
0: I'm still, I'm still
1: working. Right. (laughs) You're like, Oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And so, and that, that does happen. I mean, even with people in relationships now and that's why you have to be absolutely sure that whoever you marry and whoever you choose to be with is somebody that you will, love unconditionally and that's just that's just the fact and so looks is a part of that folks it it just is and I'll, I, for me no amount of money or anything else is going to make me look past that I just can't I just can't
0: yeah I agree that money thing it's the same thing with dudes there's a lot of females out there that you know will offer to take care of dudes but they like look out you married me Give me some babies, and I'll take care of you. You ain't got to work. And that to some dudes that might be a great selling line. But when you see these chicks, you be like, oh, damn, bro. But look at what you got. Yeah, she better take care of your ass the way she look. Like, what? Hell no. You ain't going to have me out here working, and you look like this. But I ain't getting that out of it but saying I'm married. No, you got to be give me some paper or something like that.
1: Because this is
0: not going to work if I ain't getting no paper right but exactly to your point you know you have to have that unconditional love and i just think it it's not it it's not a easy it's not as attainable if you don't get that courtship in where you're dating and you get engaged and you get married i think the married at first sight experiment is is very interesting and it's controversial in a lot of ways and some people they have actually had couples that have stayed married and it's worked for them. It's it's a very small percentage, but there has been some success in it. I think it's just really the person's investment in, this is probably more times than not, not going to successfully work, but there are people that can make it work if they are totally serious about, just like any marriage. Granted, granted this was an arranged marriage, but if you're totally bought into committing yourself to someone living the rest of your life with somebody building a family they made it work i just don't think it's something that in my opinion it's for everybody clearly because if it was you you wouldn't have as many single people it was like a flawless type thing where you you know had a 98 percentile success rate i think you have like drones of people doing this but because it's like You know, out of all the couples they've had in eight seasons, I think maybe five of them are still married. And you're Mm -hmm. talking about three couples per season, eight seasons, that's whatever that number comes out to be. And you only have about five of them left. That's a very low, low, low success ratio. Mm
1: -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. the
0: person's willingness to make it work.
1: Right. That's true. That's true.
0: it it works for some people and I think it's just all about the approach and the personality of the person. Um, Some people can, you know, do things that, you know, don't require a lot of or don't allow you to have a lot of pre visibility to it just because their personalities are very, like you said, they, they kind of have a, a gung-ho spirit of like, you know what, I'm willing to try this. I'm not scared. I kind of have that, no fear thing in my personality where I know it's going to be something that is a little bit different and possibly, you know, high chance it won't work out, but I'm willing to be a risk taker and try it. And I just think that is, you know, that's a great personality trait to have. I just don't have it. The risk taker thing to the extent of that. I mean, everybody takes risk in doing things. You take risk driving yourself to work every day that you don't get killed. But risk-taking that I'm going to get married to a total stranger, that's a little bit far outside of my comfort zone. And I'm like, hats off to anybody who can do it. I just know it's probably – and I'm i kind of, you know, my wit's end of you know the age I'm at. I'm at that age where the dating thing is old, and you kind of feel like, well, maybe I should try something different. But I don't think I'm ready for that kind of different yet. I don't think – I think that's a little bit – further away than different than I want to be. That's not, that's too different for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, you know, I, I definitely think it's something that is gaining more ground. A lot of more people are being open-minded to it. And, you know, hopefully us sharing our thoughts about this today, you know, people got some good content to think about or it was, we shared some interesting facts, you know, you being a point of view of, You know, being a wife before being married, understanding what it's like to live, you know, in a marriage that started off in a normal capacity. And then us talking about, well, take all that out the window. And now you're doing all that stuff with somebody that's a complete stranger. How odd is that going to be? Right. Right. Any final words from you about what we talked about or anything you wanted to share?
1: I say, you know, I mean, relationships and marriages, they all take work and they take investment. So, if you're willing to commit to uh, investing in the time and the effort to get to know someone that doesn't stop, even when you get married, um, be willing to put in the the hard work. And it is hard sometimes, um, you know, to make, make it work. I mean, you know, provided you have everything else in place and that person meets all of your expectations in terms of, you know, looks and yeah, you know, professional uh, ambition and personal goals—all those things—that is just scratching the surface. And so, really, the work begins and, and continues when you enter into that committed relationship, or ultimately, a committed marriage. So, I would say, just you know, be wi- be willing to work. That's it.
0: And damn it, if you got significant look requirements like me, don't do that shit because they're going to probably fuck you over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be vain. I'm going to send you pictures out of magazines like, okay, this is what I want something like in this area here. Like, if you need help, then look at my little picture catalog. Of th- this is what you need to get near. I ain't saying it got to be that exactly, but you need to be in that that zip code when you pick my female out. So, you know, all that personality stuff, yeah, I applaud you for all that. Yeah, they're great with kids, and they love church. Oh, I love all that stuff, too. But when you get the looks, here's the car. It's just like you shop for a car. You look at the car catalog. Oh, that's what I want right there. That's what you do for me. Get my little catalog of pictures. I'm going to send you out. Like, yeah, give me something like that model right there. <laughs> I know I'm stupid. But everybody, again, this has been another oh episode God. of Front of Mind of Bo. <laughs> Nikki, don't laugh at me, Nikki. You know I have a sense. Oh, I'm just yes, saying. I, I, I just, know, honey. I, I know. Just, I just, I am I can't. I can't I can't just give up on the looks like that cuz you 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 set me up on the marriage. I mean, I got to look at your ass every day. I mean, like, damn. Yeah. I just true. I just I, I ain't saying it got to be, you know, a Maserati, but I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I need a I need something that, you know, I can take out the garage and be like, "Yeah, you like that, don't
1: you?" You want a Mercedes.
0: But, you know, shoot, you know something like that? a you know, Jaguar, <laughs> you know, give me a shoot, a nice Lexus. I'm I shoot. But again, this has been from the mind of Bo, Doctor Nikki. Thank you for joining us today in our so crazy welcome. conversation, and everybody, we know we appreciate you listening. And I'll be back as soon as I can with some new content. Hope you all are having a great day, and talk to you soon. Peace.